Are we on? Great. Any of you know the story of the Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, Scrooge? Yes? No? There were three ghosts in there. There was the ghost of Christmas past, there was the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. Today I'm the ghost of Christmas past. I'll be looking at where we've come from. <laughs> it's not a reflection of my age. <laughs> Dave here is the ghost of Christmas present, and Tim's going to be the ghost of Christmas future. Welcome. <laughs> Two thousand and twenty has been an extraordinary year by anyone's thinking. Not least if you think about back in January, how many of you would have thought that the thing that would occupy this nation's mindset and attention in March would be how many toilet rolls there were in the supermarket? How many of you thought that you'd be homeschooling? How many of you thought that most of the nation would be working from home? And it's easy to forget that that's just a few months ago, and yet it's dramatically affected our life in so many ways. Public gatherings were banned, and we still have social distancing. We still have the need for disinfectant and sanitation. And we practiced our faith at home in this time, very similar to the early church. The impact of COVID on the community was immense, but it's also impacted our congregation. COVID came on top of the departure of Steve Hall, the senior pastor of 20 years. And we then welcomed Dave Ryder, who volunteered to step up to the mark for six months as a part-time senior pastor and we formed a joint eldership with the elders of New Spring to work out how we would manage this period of time with a pastor who was part-time in two churches. Then when COVID struck, we went online, thanks to New Spring. Eventually we were able to meet again but there were still limitations in our numbers. You may recall there was 50 and then 100 and now, who cares? <laughs> and while we have social distancing, it's pretty much business as usual in many ways. But our connect groups are fragmented and we still have issues. But through it all, we know one thing, our God reigns. Amen. Amen? We also know that God works all things to the good of those who love him, Romans 8:28. And the issue for us may be, what is the good that God has worked in this time, in this church, in this place? Crisis, which is what we've faced with the departure of a senior pastor longstanding, crisis is what we faced with COVID exposes the need for change. It is generally a driving force to a more flexible approach as to how to operate and it can bring renewal. And that's been the case over the centuries with the church. 
just as it was, as Dave Ryder pointed out in Rome, when the emperor said to the Jews, you can come back in. I believe this need for change and the identification of the need for change is the good that God has brought out of the mess of COVID and the departure of Steve Hall. In this year, we've had the incredibly gracious offer of New Spring to step up, not just with Dave Ryder as a part-time pastor, but with their people, with their music ministry. We've seen people like Doug and Matt come here on a regular basis to preach. We've swapped teams with the music ministry. They have shared their resources. This has been significant because what we as an eldership had already begun to discern long before the advent of New Spring was that there were some significant issues in this church. We knew and it was uncovered as we went into this period there was a very potential real potential threat, existential threat to this church's continued existence. And it took the shape of three things. There's a lack of adequate systems and processes, which sounds really formal, you know. Um, but our systems and processes were created around individuals. If you think for those that were here then, of Neil and Kelly, bless them, I love them both dearly and we've worked with them in other spheres. But the systems and processes hung off them as an example, it's just an example. When they left, things began to crumble that they'd set up. Over the years, around individuals, our capacity for worship diminished. Our capacity to maintain adequate and strong connect groups has diminished. Even our administration is weaker. But more particularly, as you lose the form and framework of systems and processes, relationships within the church are weakened and communication is diminished. And all of us would acknowledge that. And I think as an eldership, we would take responsibility as well for that. Uh, but it's a reality. The second thing is that we came in with a deficit in theological teaching. New Spring has given us the most amazing amount of solid theological teaching in the last nine months through a variety of people. Good Bible teaching shapes the mind and changes the heart. No one can deny that in the last nine months we have had solid food. And finally, the third thing, we had a shortfall in leadership capacity. There weren't, wasn't any succession plans at any level at all whether in volunteerism or pastoring or managing Connect, there isn't and wasn't 
people stepping up and saying, we can fill these roles. How's that left the church? We went into 2020 hollowed out in a fragile state. And it didn't happen suddenly, as I said. This has been something that stretches back for years and is progressive. And the dimensions of that fragility have just been exposed as the tide went out with COVID and we can see what we really have been left with. Consequently, despite the limitations imposed by COVID, but under the leadership of Dave Ryder, we've moved to respond with the need to change. And at this point, I'd like to hand over to the ghost of Christmas present, <laughs> Dave Metwick. All right. Thanks for welcoming us up on stage this morning. And thanks, Brian, for such a grand presentation. It's hard to follow. My voice is deep, but I've got some work to do. Um, I'd just like to say from the outset that um, as elders, we're just normal people, you guys in the congregation. Um, so we're not perfect. We're human. And you know what? We don't always get it right. And we've acknowledged that through this time, all this uncertainty we haven't had a lot to communicate to you guys but we probably haven't communicated enough so I just want to put that out there and just hope that you guys forgive us for that and you know we just want to move on and we just love this place with so much passion that yeah I don't know so bear with me because I'm reading from this because I'm not as uh, well practiced as this as Brian so if I'm not looking at you it's not meaning that the message isn't for you guys, it's um, just a bit of sparky brain going on. So, <laughs> I've told of mine that the blessings and releasing of the Holy Spirit in Calamunda Church of Christ 2020. Hasn't it been an awesome year so far? We've got to admit that. In all sorts of ways. It's so amazing to see our beautiful people of Calamunda Church of Christ really starting to stretch their spiritual legs. We have made so much progress. I love how when fully released that the Holy Spirit just keeps growing our church. So I've got a number of points here. First one I'm going to speak about is worship. The Calamunda and New Spring worship teams gathered and combined their talents and began to practice together early this year. This gave everyone in the teams the opportunity to learn from each other and enable growth by sharing their talents and adopting new techniques. It also brought about the introduction of new technology, which has brought about improvements in the quality of the sound and the reliability of our sound equipment and the ability to learn new songs and music. Through this beautiful relationship, we now have the flexibility and privilege of an interoperable combined Calamunda and New Spring worship team, which means we're sharing our resources. If New Spring's short one week, we share a guitarist or we share a vocals, and if we're short, we share, like, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's also very encouraging to note that these combined midweek worship practices 
which everyone attends, sometimes with 30 or 40 of the team, when they attend, the first thing they do is pray for our church. And then they share our other prayer points. They're not just here to jam on with the music. They're here to love our church and they just want to bring a message to our church. So I just love the vibrance, energy and heart that these gorgeous people share with us each week, no matter where they sing or play. How amazing is it that we can now gather and experience a more beautiful sound and worship atmosphere. The growth in our worship team has been significant, which may I also add includes the amazing unseen crew down the back who are constantly working on improving the sound and media. Give them a round of applause. Week by week, the momentum continues to gather. Our Heavenly Father is loving that we are seeing a continuing freeing and building of the Holy Spirit in this place. The shackles and chains continue to fall off with the Holy Spirit being released to unleash Himself all over us, anointing us every time we gather and celebrate Sunday morning worship. No longer are we bound by the past. It is so beautiful to see more and more and more of our beautiful church family freely worshipping, openly giving thanks to our loving and gracious God. And how beautiful and spiritually sound are the words of these new praise and worship songs. Amen. Our children's ministry. You guys reckon you haven't had communication. You wait till you fin- you'll be sick of communication, all right? So. Our, communi- our children's ministry. It really warms my heart to see our church continuing to build a solid foundation of kids of all ages. To see the excitement and joy of the, and in their little eyes as they run off to connect kids on a Sunday morning is just beautiful. And to know, I know, that we have a children's pastor with such passion and heart for God's little ones. Again, it warms my heart. Each week, much thought and prayer goes into preparing and delivering a biblical message in such a way that makes it fun and entertaining for the kids and sometimes the congregation too, with the costumes and the masks. There is also a beautiful growth and networking that goes on behind the scenes with our children's ministry. We have teenage kids in our church that volunteer and help out with kids church church most Sundays. I don't know if you guys know that. Not only that, but these teenage kids are stepping up and actually asking Joe if they can lead kids church. And guess what they have? How's that? Joe has been active in assisting other churches also after the COVID stuff. We had... um, she was approached by the Seventh-day Adventist Church to see if she could help them out. So Joe walked them through ways that she managed to work through here where we could open up Kids Church safely post-lockdown. So she's helping other churches bring that back into the church, in, into the kids' program. Joe also offered to work alongside Claire at New Spring, who's, um, you know, who volunteers her time to lead the, the Kids Church over there. And she's offering to help her and helps her prepare weekly messages and activities. 
Next is our youth. Wow, what a motley bunch we've got there. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> Led by our youth leader, Tim Phipps. His coordinators and interns, our youth get up to all sorts of fun and games every Friday night. That's why me and Joe just drop the kids and clear out. So. It's great to see such youthful energy being poured into the mission of seeking and bringing teenagers in our community to Christ. Many of you may be surprised to learn that regularly they run a praise and worship type service with a church full of kids here on a Friday night. Many of the leaders in this group take devotions and they speak out sermons on these nights. This is the succession planning that we should be building in our church. And how's this? This lovely, amazing couple down here, Tim and Beck. They open their home up every Wednesday night for midweeks. My kids, I call it weeklies and they keep correcting me. It's midweeks, all right? What is midweeks, you ask? Well, it's a devotion and Bible study for our youth. This is on a Wednesday evening. How awesome is that, that we've got teenage kids in our church meeting midweek in a young family's house to further their understanding of God's Word. Our youth are breaking new ground also. They've just been given permission to um, start ministry at the Calamunda High School. Come on. Oh, let's just... Praise God that the doors are beginning to open in our community. So I'll ask you all here to just keep praying for these kids. Young adults. This year, our young adults have really outdone themselves. A struggling group in our own church and a similar group at New Spring have managed to combine forces to build a really strong movement. This, this crew here. They regularly have catch-ups on Sunday nights and share meals together. But the real showstoppers for me are how they, off their own backs, have orchestrated some young adult worship nights. This stuff's... I don't know if you guys know about all this stuff. This stuff's going on amongst the young people in our church. This amazing bunch have, hand-in-hand with New Spring, planned, organised and pulled off two worship evenings where young adults have come from as far as Rockingham all the way up to Joondalup to be part of a night that our young people have organised, our young adults have organised to come and praise and worship our God. Give them a round of applause. I love how these young adults are growing in their Christian walk and gaining a closer connection with all of us in the church as family. Let's continue to pray and encourage these kids. I'll call them kids, the young adults. All right, let's go on to missions. It's a pretty big thing in this church and it has been for a long time. Being the eldest representative on the missions committee, I was given the responsibility of conducting an audit on Kalamunda's mission spending. Now, if any of you know me, you will know that if I've given a task, the task will usually be tackled and carried through with integrity, honesty, and usually some intensity, which is sometimes my downfall. So 2020 saw us carry a full and comprehensive order on our missions program. 
And to be brutally honest with all of you here today, the audit was way overdue. What we found, that as we dug deeper into the auditing of some of these overseas mission spending, there was a lack of accountability and transparency. With that theme emerging, we became increasingly concerned as elders about our ethical and legal compliance. Many of the audit responses were vague and upon further questioning could only provide questionable clarity. With the responsibility of stewarding the church's finances, we as elders all agreed that our church must maintain ethical integrity and legislative compliance. Some questionable decision-making processes and spending decisions were exposed. For instance, at times there were persons on the committee discussing and having influence on decisions that they had vested interests in. And there was also ongoing money passing through our church account from outside the church that we were processing for overseas missions. With the final audit report presented to us as an eldership, we discussed the findings. The findings were concerning to say the very least. But not to act in haste, we agreed to take time to pray about this decision. This was not going to be an easy decision. With a lot of prayer, thought and discussion, the elders came to a united decision to bring our financial relationship with our mission partners to an end. With this in mind, rather than just immediately cutting off our regular financial contributions, contributions we agreed that it would only be honourable to make a gradual reduction of that over a period of three months. And as we sat and reflected on this, we spoke about how beautiful it was that Kalamunda and the people here had been so faithful and committed through our finances, overseas visitations and prayer over years, even decades, to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Honouring to all of you people. Moving forward, as we prayed into where God wanted us to move, there was a strong sense among us as elders that our new mission field was right on our doorstep, our local community, in fact. So strong that, in fact, we made the immediate decision to maintain the support of the chaplains in our local schools. With the exciting opportunity of a new wineskin laid before us, we set our hearts and minds on empowering everyone, that's everyone, in our church family to make a real difference in our local community. Not just a select few, not just the few of us that could go overseas, whatever, this is everyone. We want everyone in our church to be part of our mission. We want to create a win-win outcome for everyone involved, meaning that through empowering and mobilising our people on the ground, we can have a multiplying effect of encouragement, positivity and the blessing of God's grace on everyone involved, including us. This love, compassion and generosity, we pray, will welcome more 
through our doors in the church and see more lives turn to Christ. Okay, let's talk about prayer. Let me lead this lead into this by saying that for me, through the leadership of Dave Ryder, my prayer life has grown exponentially. It's transformed me more than I could ever, ever have dreamt of. What is deeply encouraging is that during the 2020, the combined eldership have met and prayed extensively. The sense of brotherly love that came about early in the year between us as a combined elders group is truly God-anointed. The meetings and prayer times have been blessed by visions, words of prophecy over God's church in the hills and literally tears of joy in being touched by the Holy Spirit. We received a strong sense of preparing the church as a whole, as in the church, not just here, the church as a whole, to march forward, to take the high ground from the enemy and proclaim God's word in the streets of our community, which we're doing. Now, let's go back to the beginning of lockdown. Dave Ryder, bless him, instigated a, what time? 6.30 Zoom, 6.30 a.m. Zoom morning prayer. Yes, that's 6.30. It's still on. Believe it or not, believe it or not, there are a number of prayer warriors in our church family sitting here today that have and still gather every morning at 6.30 to Zoom in with the New Spring Prayer Warriors and pray for our church, our people, and to give thanks to our Almighty God. I would like to personally say a huge thank you to these amazing people for their faithfulness and commitment, for their constant prayers over the church and over us. Once the main COVID restrictions were lifted, the elders and prayer warriors were able to go out and pray in the homes of those who have suffered during this time. And trust me, there is still people that are suffering from this church, from COVID. But how beautiful is it that we have been invited into these families' homes to pray for them. Now, all of this is founded on Scripture. So we encourage the church, the church family, to daily lift up the church, the elders, Dave Ryder and his young family, and each other in your prayers. Under Dave Ryder's leadership, the elders join regularly in a group with the prayer warriors and come and pray early every Sunday morning. If you want to be part of it, we'd love to welcome you. Seven o'clock, I was a bit late this morning because I was like, still putting this together. <laughs> every Sunday morning at seven o'clock, we're here praying for this church, preparing the Holy Spirit to move in this place as everyone enters these doors. During this time, the Lord has given many words of wisdom and visions of where our prayers are to be focused. So we, as a church, have been led into monthly prayer gatherings, initially in the confines of this building, but more recently 
Dave Ryder has stretched our legs and we've taken to the streets of our community. How powerful is this movement? How powerful is it to think that a church that I've been coming to for 14, I think nearly 15 years, where all that time I felt so comfortable sitting in my seat, not actually wanting to even be on stage or even pray aloud, has stretched us to the point where we can, we can walk the streets and just pray over our businesses and our people and our homes and the dark places in our community. <clears throat> this must be extremely uncomfortable for the evil that is lying in these places and has been residing there for so long. I encourage you all to attend next month. All right, getting there. Our church property... Bride. I hope everyone has taken opportunity to pop over and see the schmick, that's a good word, schmick makeover and renovation of the function centre over there. That's where our kids gather every Sunday morning. This is a place where we want to just create warmth in, in winter and something, a place cool in summer where it's been opposite over all the years I've been here. So I would like to say a big thanks to the management committee for enabling this to get the legs to get off the ground. And a huge thank you to Laszlo, Anita and the youth leaders for organising and putting a truckload of hard work into that place. It truly has been transformed. Give them a clap. We are also looking into a targeted refurbishment program for our premises because it is ageing like me. We have a big list, don't laugh, Ryan. We have a big list of items that need attention around this place and also a big list of items that we think really needs, that the church really needs to give the bride across a lift. So stay tuned. <clears throat> so in conclusion, this year, strong leadership has dealt with many lingering issues. Proverbs 27 verse 5 says, Open rebuke is better than secret love. With the protection of our flock, front and centre, our leadership has, with love, challenged a few church members who may have previously had a sense of entitlement in this church. Some of these members may have also had an unfair influence over our previous leadership. Working hand in hand with our senior pastor, Dave Ryder, the current eldership have been very strong in ensuring every person in our church family is being treated with equal respect, fairness and love. And we make no apologies for that. This is true leadership and we are all equal in God's eyes. So in finishing, I would like to reach out to you all today, my church family, and ask that you reflect on everything I've just spoken about. And there's a lot there. But that's all, this is all the achievements we've made this year. Please ponder everything that our church has achieved in a year where, as Brian's pointed out, most churches have mothballed their buildings and ceased Sunday services. There's a lot of churches that aren't, service, that aren't running a Sunday service still 
And there's some bigger churches not far from us that have only just started running services in the last couple of weeks. I ask you to understand this one thing, that none of this would have been possible. In fact, given COVID, we might not even be functioning as a church today without the loving and generous offer from Dave Ryder and the family of New Spring Church. The outpouring of love, time and resources has been greatly disrespected and unappreciated by, unappreciated by some who call themselves church family. I struggle with that. I challenge you all this morning with this thought, given the week that we've just gone through, with what God has witnessed, just hang with me. I know some of you have probably switched off by now. I can understand. I'll do the same. No. <laughs> just think about this. It's coming to an end. With what God has witnessed us achieving in this church in 2020, everything I've just gone through there, do you think He's looking down on us with a frown, pointing His finger, with a stern, Brian voice? And saying, to be a real church, you guys need your own senior pastor right now. Do you think that's what God's doing? Or is God sitting up on his heavenly throne with a big smile on his face saying, I love that you are learning what church is really about. I'll say that again. I love that you, all of us, are learning what church, not just the building, what church is really about. Leadership is not easy, but God has challenged the three of us standing up in front of you here today to man up. It's a tough gig at times, but the blessing is that we have all had God's anointing over us. Please, with the spiritual authority placed upon me as an elder, I ask that if you share our vision to continue on this path where the Holy Spirit is leading our church and as this house of the Lord continues to gain momentum, which it is, then please stand with us as elders and truly open your hearts to show respect, honour and love to our senior pastor, Dave Ryder, and the New Spring brothers and sisters as they continue to walk with us. Bless you all. Okay, mine's pretty short. But that's awesome, Dave. And, yeah. In all of this, it can be seen a lot has happened. Sorry, I'll start again. In all of this, as Dave's just gone by, we can see that a lot happens here between, between each Sunday. And in reality, Sunday is only one part of our service to God, right? We encourage you to become more involved in your church. Sunday is the end result of what we put in 
during the week. If we are turning up empty on a Sunday, then unfortunately we may be missing out on a truly fulfilling relationship with our maker. Everyone likes to give. And so our hearts should be positioned likewise when we come together, that we give to one another, that we have a word for one another, that we pray for one another. So on a practical note, the task of running two congregations without mature leadership here at Kalamunda is a big imposition for one man. We recognize that. And we have therefore agreed to recruit an executive pastor to Kalamunda to serve under Dave Ryder. This role would be filled by someone who is competent in mentoring, nurturing, being a committed and anointed teacher and a godly leader to grow this, our beautiful church. The reality is that any pastor coming in as we are right now would find themselves having to focus on issues as Brian has already mentioned and hence wouldn't have the time for building the relationships and the connecting the pastoral duties that would be sought. Therefore, recruiting a senior pastor at this time would be unfair on that person. To assist us in solving these issues, New Spring has graciously agreed to assist us in reviewing and creating new systems and processes to rectify the current condition. And this work has already commenced. The intended result is that we will then be a far more effective church, not consumed with person-dependent systems, as Brian has said, or time-consuming, antiquated processes, but utilizing proven contemporary methods that will attract the right pastor. On this basis, we as an eldership believe that in 2021 and beyond, we will be an increasingly effective and vibrant presence of Christ in our local community, a welcoming beacon of hope that will be able to better meet the spiritual and physical needs of those around us. We look forward to the future with God continuing to grow us as a church family, taking us forward on a faith journey, doing life together where God has put us. Amen. 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 Amen.